movies in 4K. Welcome to episode number 13. I am Bill Shetty. And I am Lady Phantom. And I don't want to do anything else but get on this guest we have, Lady Phantom. I'm so excited. We got a YouTube star joining us this week. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) I cannot wait. We've been watching this guy for a couple months, so I'm going to get him in here right now. In my opinion, this guy is an authority of 4K Blu-ray reviews. He posts a new video every day. He is the movie guy, 365, Mr. Adam Corbett. Welcome to the show, Adam. Oh, thank you for having me on. I'm glad to be here. I feel like I know you, Adam. We've been watching you for a couple months. Right after we started this podcast, we found you. And I'm sure you know this. There's only about a half a dozen of you guys on YouTube covering 4K movies in detail. Yeah, it seems to be like it's a niche format and it seems to be a niche uh, YouTube presence as well. But, uh, you know, I just put in my two cents. Yeah, but you guys got your followers, man. And I am so stoked because this is exactly what we want to cover on this podcast is whether this 4K Blu-ray disc is worth that upgrade over Blu-ray and DVD. It's really important for us because we were scouting this for years since we've been in 4K. Yeah. We wanted to know, because as you know, Adam, most of these discs can be iffy. (laughs) They can be. Uh, And I know there's that hot button topic of upscaling uh, that is kind of like a dirty word in the format, but you know, it's uh, (laughs) a... It, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, <Upscaling. laughs> absolutely. But I got one question for you. That's it. And then Phantom has a question. But I want you to tell our listeners, what do you value most about the 4K format? I value the studio participation. I, I think that when, if anybody seems to remember, when Blu-ray initially came out, there was a lot of hesitance to put product out on Blu-ray. And I think that the studio is putting stuff out on 4K has been met with less resistance. And there's a firm commitment. All the major studios are pretty much on board and a lot of the smaller boutique ones as well. So I appreciate that. Yes. And what would you say in one to 10, if you could put a number on it, the difference over Blu-ray going to that 4K format? Well, I think for for the most part, it it really comes down to the HDR and or Dolby Vision grading. And I would, I would say over, over Blu-ray it's, you know, with the proper grading, it could be a nine or a 10. It's really that much of a difference. And of course it's dependent on equipment and that sort of thing. Yes. So much. So we've covered that in other shows, but Phantom, you got a question for Adam? Yeah. But my question is way more general and more about content. I want to know what's your favorite movie and your least favorite movie. Oh my God. (laughs) In general, not on 4k. Okay, in general, um, I'm going to say my favorite movie would probably be Michael Mann's Heat. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of that film. I'm, I'm originally from the Los Angeles area. I grew up out there. So I kind of have a soft spot in my heart for, you know, L.A.-based movies. And, of course, it's a good crime drama with Al Pacino, Robert De Niro. And it's amazing cinematography, great direction. My least favorite movie... Um, that's probably I, a lot of them. <laughs> that's, there's there's a there's a, a bit, but I could tell you, <laughs> I just had this discussion about stinker movies with a friend of mine, and one of these came up, and and this is the only movie I walked out of the theater on. That would be Mister Wrong with Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think I've ever seen that one. No, I yeah. haven't seen it, but I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I remember the theater, and I remember walking directly out of that about two thirds of the way through it, and it was just that bad. Well, wow. I got to say, Heat is in my top 30 movies of all time, so I'm with you on that one, man. I love that yeah, movie. It's, it's absolutely worthy of, um, and I don't think it, it, it gets enough love out there in the, in the world of, of you know movie lovers, but it's definitely in my top. It really is. That's awesome. Now I want you to get your plugs out there, Adam. Now, I highly recommend this gentleman to our audience. He covers a lot of 4K movies. He doesn't go in-depth on the actual movie like we do, but he grades them in a similar fashion, and he tells you if that 4K disc is worth it or not. So where can all of our followers find you, Adam? 
Well, of course, you can find me. My main place is going to be over at YouTube at MovieGuy365. And uh, you can also find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and Letterboxd, also at MovieGuy365. Yes, and we'll have all them links up to uh, Adam's work on the show notes in this one. So I'm ready to get to this. You ready, Phantom? Yep. Ready, Adam? Ready. All right. We are covering Jaws, a classic from 1975, and this is going to be interesting because it's not listed in horror, Lady Phantom. Yeah. It's adventure and thriller. I'm adding horror right away. Oh, me too. (laughs) Come on. This is why we cover this. Yeah, this is why we cover the genre section is movies just like this. I mean, I seen this thing in the drive-in with my family a bunch of people in a station wagon and this is so a horror movie it was never not a horror movie but i have heard people in the last five years claim this wasn't a horror movie oh it's just hilarious that so many people say so many movies are horror and movies that are clearly horror they say oh no that's just a thriller (laughs) and you're like (laughs) stupid yes but i would include adventure and thriller in it oh absolutely Absolutely. Yeah, you can but definitely rank it a, a couple different subgenres, but at, horror definitely needs to be like near the top of that list. Absolutely. And even Spielberg came out and said, you know, it's one of the best horror movies of all time. Of course, he's promoting his movie, but yeah. this is one of the only movies that have actually had a response to the general public for people to stay out of the water, that people still to this day are scared to go in the water because of this movie. Yeah. And I mean, I think the first half of this movie is pretty much solely horror i mean you are scared to death of that beach yes and then it gets off in a little adventurous yeah and a little drama in there with Eh. some of the characters and things like that but absolutely horror this is one of my favorite horror movies of all time it's in my top 10 how about you adam oh absolutely and if i were ranking horror movies i would throw this in even in the top five i it's it's got to be up there it's you know the the modern perception of horror is you know demons and and slasher but this is pure horror i mean it's it's a gigantic shark that is literally killing everybody absolutely and it's still to this day one of the most realistic shark movies i've seen like there's nothing that even competes with this movie yeah what the what the meg didn't do much for you (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) no there's been a lot of goofy shark movies but there's been some decent ones too but nothing the shallows is great yes yeah i'm on board with the shallows except for that cgi ending with the the buoy it's really kind of pulled me out but the rest (laughs) of the movie's great yeah and it looks beautiful yes it does that is another good 4k blu-ray disc but phantom who directed this (gasps) steven spielberg and he is the godfather of the summer blockbuster that started it right yes 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 so we have him to thank for that now name the main actors we have roy scheider robert shaw and richard dreyfus and don't forget murray hamilton everybody likes to forget him okay but he's not one of the three main stars of course he is important and lorraine gary the wife yes because she yes. becomes more prevalent later on in the Jaws series. Mm-hmm. Whether those are worth it or not, we're not going to cover that. <laughs> That's another discussion for another yeah. day. We don't talk about that. Yes, but what's the synopsis on IMDb? Okay. When a killer shark unleashes chaos on a beach community, it's up to a local sheriff, a marine biologist, and an old seafarer to hunt the beast down. Pretty good. IMDb gets a little credit for that. Yeah. That's what the overall theme is. So it's I'm gonna, doing better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Over the time, this is our thirteenth. It's getting better, but then it gets worse, uh, and yeah. it goes back and forth. Oh, IMDb. Overall thoughts first, before I even get into the story, Phantom. Because, funnily enough, all the years in horror I've been, I've never done this movie a proper review. It's talked about so much. Mm-hmm. And it's just unbelievable to me. I had to research that I've never covered this movie in depth. 
I've wow. rated a lot. It's on a lot of top lists I've done over the years. But yeah. But you've never reviewed it. Never did a full review. And that's surprising because wow. this movie deserves it. Um, so what's your general thoughts, Phantom? Well, I didn't see this movie until just a few years ago. You believe that, Adam? <laughs> well. Oh, geez. <laughs> it's funny. I mean, I heard a lot about it. And in Mexico, there was the, the equivalent, which I told you about a, a few days ago. It was called Tintorera. And that was a huge movie over there when I was a child, which obviously was because of Jaws. But I never saw Jaws until just a few years ago. And uh, at first, I wasn't that crazy about it. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's but okay, you know. But then after rewatching it like two or three times, especially this last time, it's a great movie. It is actually in my top 30. It's 21. Is it? Yes. Oh. Yeah, it's not one of my... That hurts. Ten favorite. <laughs> well, well, I just have movies that I prefer. But this is a very good movie. It's a very well-made movie great acting all around oh unbelievable Based is this on a, a masterpiece to you uh close to really yeah Ooh. very close to i think it's actually based on real events actually real shark attacks which is <laughs> pretty scary <laughs> and and it's great it's a very good movie now i think you're gonna come in like me adam is you already said it's the top five movie i mean is this amazing all the way around to you it really is. It's just one of those that stayed with me forever. And when I, I mean, like a lot of young people that saw this, it traumatized me as a kid mm -hmm. and seeing it on. And I think also it needs to be seen on a big screen at least once by everybody. I agree. And, and I know there are a lot of local theaters, like there's a local theater near me that does a showing of this for a couple of days every year. And I try to go and just kind of refresh myself on the big screen experience. And the first, as we mentioned off the show, the first time uh, I personally saw this also on a drive-in theater screen. And you can't really get much bigger than that. And just the the overall suspenseful first half and then, of course, the last 20 minutes are just pure brilliance. They're amazing and just awesome, awesome cinema. Yes, and a lot has talked about this film because later on – you learned, you didn't know this back in the 70s, but all the problems on set with this shark they had. You know, most people can't even talk about this movie without discussing the backstory anymore. <laughs> yeah. Because it was so problematic, this mechanical shark, and it was only half of it, I think, right, Phantom? Mm -hmm. There was only one side, and he had to do trickery with that, and it went over budget and lasted way longer than it was supposed to. And this yeah. is a young director at the time. I think he had only done The Duel, if I'm not mistaken. Which yeah, is believe, amazing. Yes, and yeah. The Duel is amazing, too. I agree. Have you seen that yeah. one, Adam? Oh, absolutely. I saw that in my, uh, I guess it was in my early 20s, I saw that one for the first time, and I was like, wow, I uh, you could see where Spielberg was going to become a great director just off of that film. Mm -hmm. I was floored with that back in the 70s, see it? And uh, we just got the Blu-ray, the upgrade, not too long ago, what, a couple years ago, yeah. Phantom. And that was your first time viewing it, and I still appreciate oh, it so, so much. Oh, so good. Dennis Weaver was amazing in that, and it's just tense the whole way through that movie. Yeah. Yeah, and you never And how he stopped. shot that, that truck looking like it's flying down the street all the times and riding up on them that was amazing yep. the behind the scene footage on that yes. how he did that and you gotta remember that's gonna be one of the best truck movies too outside of joyride i mm -hmm. think to me oh yeah absolutely yeah. unbelievable so we start this film off with a bunch of teenagers i want to say they're having a party on the beach and then these two go off a girlfriend and boyfriend they're both drunk and the girl gets in the water and the guy passes out on the beach. Luckily for him. Yes, and gets taken right away. <laughs> yeah. Great opening. That's a fantastic scene. Yes, and how she is flailing about and like being drug underwater, like it's amazing. Like I want to see the behind the scenes footage on that scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, also, and also speaking to uh, going to the fork of it, 
the 4k really highlights that scene very well. Like yes. I've seen like the DVD version, it seemed overly dark and it didn't like, you could barely make anything out, but this yes. one is like, I think really properly showing the light of that. Oh scene. yeah. Like you could see like her, her fear and her expression is really just and her everything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you see, the, <laughs> yeah. you see the shine on the waves. I know. That's I beautiful. never, se- I never seen that before. And it has to do with HR because it just popped like it was glistening and it was so beautiful while it was so dark. Yeah. yeah. And that scene in particular to start the movie going to 4K, because I've owned this movie on every format imaginable, Adam. I've had it on VHS, Betamax, Laserdisc, DVD, of course, Blu-ray. So we just seen this. I pre-ordered this. We got the steelbook of it when it came out. It's been about a month, right? Mm -hmm. And I was so tempted to put this movie in, but I wanted to get somebody on to review this movie with me before I watched it. And, oh, my God, that opening scene blew me away. And the faces. I mean, the faces have never looked so clear. And if you watch the the behind-the-scene footage, they actually show you what it looked like back in the theater. And, oh, my God, it looked terrible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we're not in the 4K yes, part yet. Yes, true. Okay, so we get this, and then you come to meet Chief Brody, who is new to Amity Island, and he's new. It feels like he's been there about a year, and what's odd is he don't like the water. He's on an island, <laughs> and that plays a part in this. He's scared to death of the water. He won't go in the water. And where does it go from there, Phantom? And they tell him that they found the remains of a girl and it looks like it was a shark attack. Yes, because the one guy who did the autopsy says it was a shark attack. But then he gets bullied into saying that it was a boat accident. All to keep this boating accident. Yes. All to keep this island open because this is the time of year where the city makes money. And this so would happen. This is I mean, so accurate. This is like, oh, yeah. this is nothing like we are going through right now. Yeah. Do you see the odd <laughs> parallels, Adam? Oh, this is completely lost on me. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. But Murray Hamilton's part of the mayor was incredible. I've oh, watched I hate this him. guy in so many movies, but oh my God, his intensity, his acting. I bought every word this guy said because it's so true to life. This would happen. It's happened many times in the world would happen till today. Of course. So this guy is against him the whole way. And then we come to meet Dreyfus and he's the biologist and uh, Quint comes into it because once there's some more attacks, he wants to uh go out and kill him they want to he wants to get paid ten thousand bucks i think it is yeah when like they that. are offering three thousand as a what is it what is a bounty, it work? basically a bounty. yeah all the townspeople are at a little meeting all the owners of the little businesses and he comes in because they want to pay three thousand something like or no there's a three thousand dollar reward that's the word i was looking for right so yeah, he, that was uh, Mrs. Kittner, I think, put that one up. Um, and then, uh, yes, the, yeah, then I think they had to authorize the township to do the 10,000 for uh, later, yes, later on. Yes, yeah. I did miss a pretty big part here. Now, we don't cover spoilers, but I do want to cover this after it doesn't shut down after the first attack because the uh, the doctor changes the report. Mm-hmm. So, Scheider is still leery, the chief. He's out there watching, but he don't know what to believe until there's another attack on the beach and it's a little boy. Mm -hmm. And we don't see that kill. We see blood. Yeah. A lot of blood. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we don't see much. That's the thing that you don't really see the shark doing anything that that amounts to the tension and to the old what is happening, what's going on, and the, and the scare, because everybody yes. knows that something is happening, but nobody can really see, which is even scarier. Yes, and what's even more frightening is during this movie, they keep almost guessing, like, how big is this shark? They know it's a monster because they can tell by bite marks and things like that, but they don't really have a clue. Uh-huh. And as an audience watcher, you don't even get to see the shark for a good hour and 
10, 20 minutes. Yeah, and actually the first clue you get is when the marine biologist, played by Dreyfus, he points at the at the drawing they did on a billboard, mm-hmm. you know, with a fin and the, a girl with funny eyes and a mouth shouting. And he says, look at that. And that is an accurate representation of the size of that thing. Yes. And that's the very first clue you get. And that is pretty big. Yes. But even when they first see it, they're all blown away. Yes. Like, it's unbelievable. Their eyes are so big. They're like, oh, my God. Like, this thing's 25 foot. (laughs) This is a monster great white shark. Mm -hmm. Also, there's this thing. They catch a tiger shark. And uh, they say, oh, look, this is the shark. And they put it there. And it's barely the size of one person It was a pretty big shark. I mean, it was big but nowhere as big as it would have had to be to make the damage that this shark was doing yes and all the fishermen in this village go out to get this three thousand dollar reward yeah that mrs kittner's putting out so there's chaos there and that's when they find this tiger shark which is pretty big i thought too yeah was that a real shark yes yes it, it was. definitely was yeah yeah okay. i think it was yeah fun fact it had been flown from florida i think something like that the point was that it was rotting already so the smell was horrible and the way they hung it from the tail all the organs were pushed back to the throat so the smell right there was hideous imagine that i mean the ew (laughs) right so everybody's happy they think they got the correct shark but the biologist well they want to believe it yes and that lets the city open. And on July 4th, the mayor provokes <laughs> one of yeah. his friends. One of my favorite scenes. Yes. Oh, my that. gosh. Yeah, like, come on, get in the water. You're not getting in the water. The, the face in those two people is priceless. <laughs> yes. So now we have another attack. And then this is when these three unlikely... Actually, no, there's no attack. That's when those two idiot boys are pretending to be a shark. And they cause the the chaos. And then there's the attack in the pond, which nobody thought it would be there. But but it happened right there on July 4th, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just went somewhere else. They wasn't looking. Mm -hmm. But that's when these three unlikely people get together and pay Quint the $10,000. And Scheider has to go with them with the marine biologist with all these fancy gadgets kicking and screaming because he doesn't want and to another do it, but- one of my favorite parts of this whole movie is the problems with robert shaw and richard dreyfus they're at odds the whole movie for the most part until they have to band together it's a yes. key part of this movie in the drama aspect mm-hmm. and i thought it worked so well yeah because they couldn't stand each other yeah because he's in a real rich life dude Oh, is that true? Yeah, like they couldn't stand each other. So those scenes worked perfectly because they they had a lot of problems. Yeah. Wow. All I remember hearing, I don't know how accurate this is, and maybe you can enlighten us, Adam, is that Robert Shaw was drunk most of the time. I've heard some stories. (laughs) Especially when he did the uh, Indianapolis scene, which is personally my favorite part of the movie is when he's telling this story in the war when they had to deliver the bomb and then they were all stuck Mm -hmm. out in the water and sharks were hunting them. Like his acting there went to a place that he wasn't even nominated, was he? I don't know. You can tell that the guy was coming from a very, very true place in his heart. Yes. The funny thing is all the acting, like Phantom said, is incredible to me. Even the side characters that aren't in it much... Like there's parts when they're in the water and they're scared to be there because they don't know if there's a shark around. Like in July 4th, the old couple, they're like looking around. So real. Mrs. Kittner was incredible. Um, The mayor, like we said, even his townsfolks. But I'll tell you what, Robert Shaw stole the show to me of these three actors. Like I just wanted more and more of him. He just went places I think the other two didn't, <laughs> in my opinion. And I think they're all incredible in this, and they all work off each other. But I think he went an extra place. What do you think of that, Adam? Yeah, Quint is a 
iconic character in an iconic movie. And I know we, I, I know Brody gets mentioned and Dreyfus, but Quint is the linchpin of this flick. And it's just a testament to how good he, he is in this movie. And just the, that speech, that Indianapolis speech is really, I think uh, a great monologue of all monologues. Yes. I mean, I can almost recite it word for word. It, it gets so jovial because they're talking about the scars. <laughs> injuries they yeah. have. Uh, and then it just flips on a dime and it yeah. gets so serious. And Scheider's eyes and um, Dreyfus, the look, he's like astounded. In awe. Like, he's like yeah. in awe looking he's like, at he, him. This is when he starts to appreciate him yeah. more. And then Quint don't start appreciating him anymore until they have nowhere else to go except use the equipment that he brought which yeah. was incredible so one more thing i'd like to talk about this movie and i don't want to say exactly what it is but what did you think of the ending adam like the ending ending or yes, the climax the, yeah the climax and ending the last five minutes how they got out of this situation we can put uh, once again it's just one of those movie moments that it, it's a great line, you know, you know, smile, you son of, it's yes. such a good line. And, <laughs> you know, he's at the end of his rope and it's, he's down to basically the last shots and, oh my God, it's so good. It's so good. It's so iconic. And they ended a movie. <laughs> yeah. And it was yeah. foreshadowed too, which I had yes, never I had noticed never seen until this either. time. I had never noticed that either. It is foreshadowed, Adam. Do you know what we're talking about? I don't really want to say, but um, how they manage to get out of this, there's something that they use. It's foreshadowed in the beginning of the movie. I can't think of. Yeah, uh, when, the, when the, well, Scheider, he is uh, turning the pages of a book. He sees an illustration. Like we saw it and we were like, wow, foreshadowing. Yes, and I've seen this movie 20 <laughs> times at least, maybe 40 times. And I had never noticed that. And I noticed this time too, Adam, and I think this has to go to, with how clear the 4K was. In the coroner's report, Adam, it says coroner's report while he's typing yeah never seen that. both of us were like what like Quarters? i don't even know if that was a legitimate mistake or it was a total like miss yeah see people this is what 4k the clarity exactly <laughs> because those typewritten letters were so vivid and clear you couldn't miss it i think it was an honest mistake do you uh, yeah i i think I, so then it has to be in the trivia on imdb they have a lot of little hints yeah but the, th the thing is i mean the amount of trivia on this movie is, is flabbergasting and it's funny talking about youtube where adam focuses all his attention on is there is some crazy jaws fans out there we just oh watched a couple gosh. videos they have every bit of uh, memorabilia you can think of and like, even something that is the, not even memorabilia. Like, they make it memorabilia. Yeah, they it's have, like, like, the actual beer that was drunk when he smashes the can. And silly things, like, unbelievable, like, worth a lot of yeah, money. Yeah, and sand from every place where they yeah. filmed. I was like, <laughs> yeah, are sand, you nuts? Adam, sand from every beach that they filmed this at. Because apparently there was four beaches. Yeah. Four different spots. No, I mean, uh, we were watching this, and I was like, how? Why? But they did have some cool things I wish I would have had, some, like, real-life replicas of the shark, like a couple foot that's really cool. I got the new yeah. Funkos, though. Do you collect Funkos at all, Adam? Yeah, I yeah, he do. does. And, uh, and you I, oh, the nun? Well, I see a couple. I don't know if he collects <laughs> them. No, thing. like, literally, literally in all my videos, like, about a foot above my head, I have a shelf where I have, like, 40 Funkos just sitting. Oh, like right shine it up next episode, man. I want to see what you got, man. You'll have to do a room tour and I'll, uh, I'll highlight it. Awesome. And also, I don't know if we mentioned you're probably getting this feel from Adam. He is a collector like us. So he wants these movies. He wants to rewatch them. And I think you value this media and we know we're in a niche, but we need to keep this 4k blu-ray disc alive adam we know it's got oh, a yeah. small percentage man it's so worth it so yes. that's the wrap up of the jaws review so let's get our rating lady phantom from one to ten well this is a really good movie now my only gripe with it 
because I do have one, is that at some moments in the movie, I know it's on purpose, but I just don't think it fits the tone of the movie. The music is too whimsical. Like You're putting down John Williams' music? I am. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm with you, when, Adam. I'm no, when it totally comes to the, it. to the thrilling parts of the music, I, I hardly... It's a theme. It's amazing. You don't like the adventure the music. The theme, and when there is a, a tense part of the movie, also the music is very good. But when they're going out to hunt this man killer, as they call it, the music is just too whimsical, too... I have this thing with John Williams, Adam. I love okay. John Williams. I love John Williams. But with some of his themes, I can immediately tell when it's him because it's too John Williams-y, too whimsical. Oh, he has a, no, he definitely has, he has a, a sound. Yeah. Yes. yeah, he has a sound a, a uh-huh. tone to him. Yeah. Like, like too whimsical. But this and was this, one of his first. Though, okay, man. but I don't care. The point is that they are going to hunt this thing that has been killing people left and right and they just want to get rid of it and it feels like indiana jones looking for a skull somewhere it feels too whimsical no to me. but that's part of the adventure though that's i don't part like of the it mood it doesn't have to be somber all the way through okay the point is that i don't think it fits the movie so that's the only reason why this movie to me is a 9.5 oh that hurts <laughs> 9.5. That's it. I'm not and taking not much. a masterpiece. I think it. Yes, it is a masterpiece. But okay, I got that out of you. But <laughs> there's that whimsical thing that I just can't get through. And also, I would like to mention this scene, which I love. It's I think one of my favorite scenes in the horror movies in general which is when uh, Roy Scheider, he first sees the shark and he gets up. Like, yeah. I always laugh because I don't think I've ever seen anybody get up that quick. <laughs> no, and that is the first of only two times that the sound is not playing the theme. So it yes. comes out of nowhere. It's a complete surprise and I love it. So, yes, 9.5 and of course, you need to own this movie. I mean, there's not even a question about that. Yes, this is a 10 out of 10. This is my sixth best horror movie of all time. No doubt by. I've had it on every format. And I will buy it if it comes to 8K. And then they go to 16K. I'll even get it then. <laughs> so 10 out of 10, Adam. Yeah, this is absolutely a 10 out of 10. It's it's an iconic movie. Spielberg, when he's still like, getting his feet wet you know pun intended as, yep. as a director <laughs> yeah. um just the the, <laughs> the music you know it's i i think and i understand i understand lady fan what you're saying about that part and while i'm aware of it it doesn't pull me out mm-hmm. I, I think it i think it does belong it it kind of maybe straddles that line admittedly but it doesn't it doesn't pull me out i think it, it kind of adds a little bit of whimsy into the the otherwise somber-esque kind of yeah right and i want to make clear that it didn't pull me out of the movie that no it just kind of annoyed me that's it (laughs) but no this is absolutely a 10 out of 10 for me it's it's a movie that sets the bar and i think it is still uh oh yeah you know one of those movies and it's a the summer blockbuster originator and just it's so good. It's so good. See Jaws. You, you have to see it. And see it on a big screen if you can find a local showing. Yes, and this is the perfect time to watch it during the summer when everybody wants to go to the yes, beach. Yes, it's both entertaining and is very good for this time of our life. And it's sad, even though you might not think it would be sad. There is some then, sad yeah. parts in this. Yes, of course. And one more scene I want, because I get a chuckle out of this scene, <laughs> is when Scheider tells his kids to get out of the water, and the wife is oh, yeah. flipping through <laughs> the book and sees that a shark is actually eating a boat. What a classic scene that was. And she immediately flips it, like, get out of the water, there you hear your voice. Yes. <laughs> so we and all- that is so mom and dad, you yes. know? I mean, that, that, that feels so real. And that kid was so cute. Too, the Aww. little kid. Oh, the scene where he was copying every I mean you yeah. I mean where where children copy either yes. their brothers or their 
fathers or their mothers this, this too. Has, this movie has so much heart in so many places. It's, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It's such and a place. I, I love what he says too. And he says like, give me, give me a hug. And, and he's like, why? And he's like, cause I need it. Oh yeah. Yes. It's such a good line. Yes. Awesome movie. So you can write on billshetty.com under the guest book. Why lady phantom didn't give it a 10. It's all her <laughs> fault. You are not going this to convince me. This could have been me. our first 10 across the board on a movie, but Lady Phantom ruined it. So let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is the reason you're here. The 4K Blu-ray disc, Lady Phantom. How was the video quality of this 45-year-old film? It was the best way it has ever been seen. Definitely. That is so true, Lady Phantom. Like... That opening scene, like we talked about a little bit earlier, oh, the how water. the water yeah. looked. And then the faces, the clarity of the faces and the color enrichment and a rich feel like it felt like you was right there. Now, there's not a lot of popping out in this no, movie. But I do want to make special mention of a close up when this guy was wanted to talk to uh, Scheider. And he, and Scheider was looking at oh, the beach, yeah. you know, that like they put this guy, it's an extreme close up. And I even was like, wow. Yeah. He looked like, like you could touch him. It's yes. amazing. Yes. And Adam, I got a question for you because I've seen you review a lot of the older movies and I think you like film grain. You don't like the noise reduction. Am I accurate? No. Yeah. Uh, DNR, you know, digital noise reduction i don't like it i think it's it's been used on 4k discs and blu-ray discs and i think it just ruins a movie a movie is supposed to look filmic it has grain um i understand that's not everybody does enjoy it but i think there's appropriate levels of film grain here i don't think it's you know too obtrusive it looks good it looks like the movie was supposed to look right so you didn't want any added HDR where scenes popped more and maybe a little less noise reduction in it because there is some noticeable scenes that it's pretty poor. There is one scene when they are on the boat at night. Yes, and, and it happens mostly there, at night. That's yeah, true. Uh, yes, and but there's there's only one scene that I can vividly remember which was bad. The the noise was bad in yeah that, but th- that uh, that unfortunately is just uh like a filmmaking limitation because these are right. these are those nighttime shots are actually shot during the day so there's a lot of that kind of filtering and i think it adds a lot of noise to it but you know for me it's it doesn't break the movie it doesn't break the the way it looks for 95 percent of it it right. still looks great and I think HDR, when it's applied, it's supposed to look, you know, for a movie like Jaws, as, as old as it is, it's supposed to look more natural. Right. That's supposed to add natural elements of color. Uh, detail is supposed to look sharper. And it definitely and, did that. Yeah. And black levels, interior stuff is also supposed to look darker. And I think it does that. Uh, but going back to the, the those shots you were mentioning, I think those are, those are just the limitations of the, the camera quality. I think you could you know, run this over with some kind of filtering, it's not going to change much. Okay. And uh, not to change subjects here because we're on our grading, but have you seen Bram Stoker's Dracula? We have reviewed that. I have seen it. Um, I actually do own the 4K, but I haven't watched it since I, I picked it up a couple years ago. So it's not fresh in my mind. But oh, okay. Then Good. you need to listen to our yes, episode about it. it. Because <laughs> I was so displeased. That was so poorly done, in my opinion. There's snow throughout that whole movie. But anyway, yeah, there, this there one was way less some, minimal. Yeah, there. Uh, I think, well, proper restoration for Jaws is absolutely essential. I think there would have been a public hanging if this thing turned out bad. But yeah, I'm going to have to revisit Dracula. I know there are movies that were not given the proper treatment. Yes, and it's funny because we did see the behind the scenes on this even before we get to the special features, Phantom, where they show you exactly what it looked like and then with the new restoration. Oh, it's night and day. Oh my God, like, and even Spielberg comes out and says, you're watching this movie a thousand times more vivid and brighter than it was ever made it looks so good like he was impressed yeah it's night and day yeah like it that. just looked like you know the original if you went back to like even vcrs it's just like 
like hazy looking like everything and there's no color it's like so bland and that's what this 4k with the hdr does even though this movie doesn't have a lot of pop in it it's just bringing that clarity and depth into their faces and features and it just makes you feel there makes me feel more a part of the film yeah so let's go into the audio where i'll start phantom because this i am disappointed yes me too i'm super disappointed that this was not utilized near enough to me and i don't know why and if you know i've heard people say oh we want to keep it similar to it was and we don't want to add a lot of surrounds and overhead tracks and all stuff but hey man i'm paying more money for this movie i'm disappointed the thing about older movies on 4k and they're applying an atmos track is you can only add so much and you're you can't really reinvent the the audio mix as far as an older movie there's not going to be a lot of overhead but i i think they use it to a degree where it just what is already on the screen. So like you use your mid levels and your rears. And while that is, it's just kind of like complementing those features. There's a lot of modern movies that implement overheads a lot more. And unfortunately it's like, you've got to make that balancing act because you don't want to take away what makes the film as good as it is, but you still want to give people a new audio experience. And I believe the uh, original mono track is on here. If yes, I'm not it mistaken. Is. Yeah, so there's definitely like a, a good balance. So if like if you're a purist, like I'll, I'll when I go back and watch it, I'll probably watch it with the mono track. Really, just to, Adam? Really? Just a just, just for like you know because I watch this so frequently, so it's like I go back. Oh, just and, for a different experience. I just for a that. different experience, and then you go back and and then you watch you know watch it with the Atmos, and then you get you get two different experiences. But I think for what we get, it's good it's just it's not it's not going to be a reference quality but i think for jaws the music oh my god the music i think is the winner here in this in this film like uh, as far as the atmos goes it really just fills that room that is true but i wanted more see i we're paying 10 20 more bucks for this and they're adding this like don't even put it in atmos because i did heard very little surrounds in this movie yeah. at all just Not like when the, the music yeah just when the music kicked in you know it just give you a more spatial yeah. thing but all the action scenes like when the shark is hitting into the boat no everything was front the bass wasn't super good in this like it didn't rock the house i mean we got so many movies that actually shake our house at them and like <laughs> i wanted to feel that shark when it hit the boat yeah. You know, and it just wasn't there in this. Yeah, I'm yeah, not exactly. I'm not even talking about the overhead. Like forget about oh, them. Yeah, the the rear speakers. Yeah. Pretty much not there at all. Yep, just like what Adam said. So I am ticking it down, Adam, for that because okay, fair enough. if I want the best, <laughs> I mean I can't rate this even though, you know, these more modern movies, you know, they're set up in action movies are definitely set up more in science fiction then don't put it in it and don't promote it. Don't promote this is in Dolby Atmos and then don't utilize it. Yeah. You know, or utilize <laughs> it once for one little scene where you can barely hear some water. Like it was very minimal. This was the worst, I think, of my older movies, Phantom. Mm -hmm. That had the least amount, especially surrounds, like very little use. Yeah, especially in a movie where you have ample opportunity to actually use them. Yes, and this is where I think I disagree a little bit with Adam. Now, I know it wasn't filmed this way, and the audio was totally different. It was mono or stereo on a lot of these. But when you're reselling the disc that I've bought in every format, I want those extras. I want an audio engineer in there placing sounds in the rear. Over it. Now, I don't want it to sound out of place, but I want a new experience. I want to be engulfed in sound because I am a sound guy. So I pay attention just as much as that or probably more than the video. So that'll wrap up that. Now, what special features are on the disc, Lady Phantom? We have the shark is still working. The impact and legacy of Jaws. The making of Jaws. Jaws, the restoration. Deleted scenes and outtakes from the set. Storyboards. Production photos, 
Marketing Jaws, Jaws Phenomenon, Original Theatrical Trailer. And the features are on the 4K disc, but not in 4K. And I got to ask you this, Adam, because we're not big into watching special features unless it's a movie we really enjoy. Is there any discs you know where the 4K features are actually in 4K? See, I'm not a huge special features guy also, but I do know that they are making more and more. They're making discs that utilize 4K special features. I know the the upcoming District 9 has a couple 4K only kind of features on that particular title. So it it used to be they just dump everything on the Blu-ray. Right. They usually still do. Right. Yeah. yeah. More often than not, when a 4K disc comes out, the accompanying Blu-ray is going to have all the special features. But I think Dr. Sleep had something special feature related in 4K, if I'm not mistaken. All right, and if any of you fans know out there, leave it up on the guest book on BillShetty.com because we're curious also because we do pop them and play them if they're on the 4K disc, but very few are. But I was kind of shocked on this one. I was expecting the features to be in 4K, but -hmm. it's all really old footage. Like, I don't know if there was even any new special features in this edition, Adam. That hasn't been sure seen about. before. I don't think there was. No, I don't think of, there was. They didn't because they usually promote it on the um, yeah. the uh, press release. Yeah, they were probably from the last release on Blu-ray. Yes, and Adam, do you happen to know was the previous release, the Blu-ray release, the HD one, was that scanned in 4K and then down converted? No, I think that was before the restoration. Okay, so then this was a new restoration over that last Blu-ray. Yeah, because okay. Blu-ray's been out for a bunch of years now, and I th- and I think they did a restoration not too long like after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sweet. But there is a great special feature about that that I do recommend watching. That was pretty cool. Okay, Lady Phantom, here's the time. What is your grade? Well, you might be displeased. I don't know. I really like this 4K, and I do think it's the best it's ever looked and sounded. But still, I think this is a B plus in general. But I do believe it's definitely worthy of the upgrade. Absolutely. It's just that I don't think it reaches the level of an A, not even an A minus. So that's it. Yeah, I'm going B minus. Yeah, the yeah the sound really hurt it for me. I was really expecting way more out of the sound because I've seen it so many times. I wanted something new. I got it in the video. No doubt. It's sharp and clear. There is grain. I'm a little different than Adam. I wish they would soften it up sometimes because I still think they can keep most of the clarity if they soften it up. I'm not particularly fond of seeing a lot of grain. A little grain's fine. On these older movies, I'm expecting it. But like when we seen 2001, A Space Odyssey, I mean, that blows you out of the water. That is so far an A. It's impressive for 50 years ago. This one has some problems, in my opinion. But I've never seen it like this. I was more engaged. But the audio... B minus. <laughs> and Adam does his a little different. When you get over there and watch his YouTube channels, he rates actually the video and audio separate grades, but he's going to combine it for us. What's your overall grade for Jaws? Well, my overall grade is I think it's an A. I think picture quality is pretty amazing. I don't have the problems with the audio. I think it, I think a lot of the music works here. And there is a little bit of ambient going on in the rears. It's it's hard to hear. I, I admit that could be turned up a little bit, but I I think it's a good presentation and it's just a really good overall yeah, upgrade. Awesome. Thank you so much, Adam. This has been so fun. I'm so honored actually to get you on. You know, we've been watching you. You are an authority. There's no doubt. There's only about a half a dozen 4K Blu-ray reviewers out there that pretty much solely do that and and like only two or three that actually know what they're saying yes yeah some of them have no clue what they're talking about (laughs) and another thing is adam is quick format 10 minutes or under most of his stuff so you can go over there watch it while you're having a couple coffee and see which 4k blu-rays to buy that's at movie guy 365 thank you so much for coming on the show adam and you can come anytime you want show anytime (laughs) buddy 
Thank you, guys. It's It's been a lot of fun. Awesome. Lead us out, Lady Phantom. Where do you want our listeners to go? Our listeners can go to BillShetty.com and sign that guest book. We remember we have another podcast, Horror Movie Weekly. Just go there and check us out. And uh, of course, we're everywhere. Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. Nice if you can. <laughs> we are iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Pandora, you name it, we're there. That's it. Oh, I'm on Twitter late at LadyFandom74. Oh, yes, and we're both on Letterboxd, too. Don't yes. forget, uh, do you post extra reviews on Letterboxd, Adam? When I have the time. It's really finding the time to do it, but uh, I, I do occasionally post a, a review of a new movie I haven't seen before on Letterboxd. Awesome. So follow Adam there, too. All the links are on the site, so we'll, we'll catch you in one week on Movies in 4K. Mm-hmm.